You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Hello and welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as John. I'm here with Bobby Schistler, also known as Blaze and Bob. Hey, hey John. Thanks for having me back. No problem. And also here with Josh Kinder, also known as Kinder. Yo, yo, yo. You know who it is. It's your boy. Skinny penis. Yeah, that's an appropriate voice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. This is episode number 125. We are recording on September 11th for release on September 12th. Uh, Not much news going on in Overwatch, but we do have a few things to talk about. One, we uh, were going to talk about Hammond last week, but got cut off at the end of the show. So we're going to talk a little little bit about Hammond and the current meta this week. We're also going to talk a little bit about McCree because there was, well, this isn't the first forum post I saw about McCree saying that McCree needs a buff or that McCree is weak. And we will discuss that a little bit. And then we also have a community question that asked us about target priority. So we're going to talk about that as well. Before we get into that, though, I'd like to welcome anybody listening for the very first time. Thank you guys very much for taking out Watchpoint Radio. Uh, We do talk about Overwatch news, uh, competitive and esports. But the primary focus of the show is the community and the state of the game. So when we do talk about those subjects, that is the uh, focus. Uh, if you enjoy the show and you want to follow us on Twitter, our Twitter is Watchpoint Radio. So twitter.com slash Watchpoint Radio. And we love to have you join us on Discord, which is discord.me slash smash those buttons. And, you know, come and join the conversation. Make fun of Bob a little bit. You know, it's all good. <laughs> so, good company. Um, Yes, yes, absolutely. And we also like to thank any returning listeners. You know, you guys come back every week. That's why we do it every week. So whether it's your first religion or your 124th, we thank you very much. And a big thank you to Ruddle Maki for subscribing right in pre-show today. So he made the what? list. So thank you very much for being hey, a uh, subscriber, for supporting the show. Really do appreciate it. No new patrons this week. Uh, we do have a bit of community feedback, and if you've been listening to the show for some time, community feedback gets read, whether it is positive or negative. Um, and this isn't that negative. Um, we're used to five-star reviews, but this is a three-star review. I'm not going to hate you for it. It's all good. But, you know, like I said, we're like we always we do positive and negative uh, reviews on the show. And like, even, actually, I don't know. If it's like super nasty and you're being a really big asshole about it, I'll probably dump it. Actually, you, know, but you did say that you would dump anything where someone talks shit on another podcast. Remember, yeah, that's the too. whole like yeah. thing with Thrill when he left a uh, one for here that said Mel sucked, and then one for the cavalry that said Bob sucked. Well, you read it, you were like, <laughs> "I'm not. I'm just not going to read this." I was like, "Oh yeah. no, it's actually kind of a joke." 
Yeah, as a joke. Yeah, so that is another that that is another stipulation. But I'll get into this. This is from Danny Nash Vegas. He says I've been listening to WPR since the very beginning. I've always looked forward to each episode to new episodes each week. I will say the crew is extremely consistent about releasing new episodes and staying on top of the latest Overwatch news. The editing quality is also quite high, but I'm concerned. It seems to be devolving more and more into bickering among the hosts. Kind of seems like they don't really like each other sometimes. One of the hosts often sounds like he is intoxicated and smokes while he's talking. He tends to beat a lot of horses long after they're dead. Disagreements go around in circles for way too long. It's becoming a bit difficult for me to listen to to get through an entire show lately. This group does have a lot to offer the Overwatch community, and I love what they've done with their show, Prepare to Attack. With just a few small changes, WPR could get back to being a great podcast, too. So, first of all, thank you for being a long-time listener. I really do appreciate that. And also, thanks for the comments on the editing quality of the show. I do put a lot of hard work into making sure this yes, you do. show sounds as good as it, as it, as it can be. Um, since you're a long-time listener, though, I mean, I do imagine that you remember Mikey because um, – <laughs> I don't think a single uh, debate that I've had with Bob or Kender or both uh, has gotten nearly as intense <laughs> as they did with Mikey. And me and Mike are great friends. Like he'll, if I asked him, he would he come on the show at any time. Like me and Mike, um, you know, we go back and forth, and uh, the, there was never any hard feelings. And usually at the end of the debate, no matter how intense we were laughing at the end of it. Um, but no, I mean, rest assured, there's no no problems between us. We're just all Definitely very passionate about Overwatch. Hey, Bob. And you, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and usually when we get into debates, uh, we're pretty passionate about the stances that we're, we're taking. So, um, you know, that's where it goes. Like, I don't, nobody's really left the show upset. Yeah. Um, I you mean, know. we are very, we are like we are three leaders doing a podcast like we are three a personalities we are very strong personalities and that's just that's just the way it is and we will disagree but we definitely don't hate on each other because of it like normally we play after each episode of watchpoint radio so yeah we definitely don't dislike each other we just are very we just believe in our opinions, and that's rightfully so. You're allowed to do that. Uh, yeah, and I, I know for a fact that some people have uh, come under the impression that Bob and I don't actually like each other. Like, Bob's one of the coolest fucking people I ever met. Or oh, yeah. Ever I mean, yeah. I met. won't take it that far. Take it easy, Kendra. Kinder <laughs> and I are tight, dude. We're like, like, think of, like, brothers, how they get on each other's ass. I mean, that's that's what this show is more like. I'm sorry that it's come. Uh, yeah, we definitely do beat a dead horse. We're all guilty of that. Uh, and we probably do need to get better at that. And we will work on that. But don't ever think that we're mad at each other. I think John and I have actually been mad at each other one time over all. And it was during comp. And fucking, you can get mad at anybody during comp. It was over comp at two o'clock in the yep, morning. Two o'clock yeah. in the morning. It was, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I mean, and that's okay. You know, we squashed it. You know, it's what it's what dudes do. Yeah. That was super uncomfortable, by the way. <laughs> For even us, too, of course. But Ja, as a true friend, stopped stream immediately and saved me from looking bad. I mean, we are true friends. Yeah, it's it, it's all good. Like I said, there's no 
there's no problems here and there's no hate like i said it just sometimes we just get into onto topics and we're kind of passionate about it uh most of the time when we have these conversations where we kind of go around circles it or it seems we're going around circles um or the dead horse as you said it's usually i usually don't cut them off if somebody's making new valid points if you're making a new valid point that's like okay but if you're going if we when we actually do start to go in circles that's a little bit different so yeah and we're um, guilty of it at times, but we try and listen every week and we try and get better at it. We talk about it behind the scenes. Like, hey, maybe we should have done this. I mean, it's it's a live show. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like shit's gonna happen. I mean, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's uh, MSNBC live, sometimes it's Bill O'Reilly live. It just depends on when you yeah. do it live. <laughs> do it live. Fuck yeah. it, we're doing it live. Yeah. So thanks for writing in. Um, you know, we all we do appreciate constructive criticism, and uh, we do. Uh, we're always trying to improve the show. So even if we don't, uh, even if we don't say something about it on the show, we we do have conversations with the back end about how to improve certain things and certain elements that are uh, being noticed. So could uh, uh, could I ask a lot. for one thing though, uh, Danny? If you could write in and clarify, just write into. Was it con, uh, contact? WPR at mashthosebuttons.com. Yeah, write in and tell us what exactly you're talking about smoking. Um, we're not sure if you're talking about <laughs> someone like talking uh, with smoke in their indica. mouth or if you're hearing like a vape rip. I mean, none of us on the show actually smoke, uh, but we yeah, do. So there, there was, yeah. But we'd like to know. There was some know. talk about that behind the scenes. Like, we weren't sure. Because I thought, when you said that, I thought that you were talking about when somebody has, like, vape smoke in their mouth and they say something. Um, and there was some confusion about that. So if you could just, if you want to clarify, you know, that would be helpful. Go ahead, Bob. Oh, no, I was dead. Speak of the devil. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was totally dead. I was, just, I, I was just saying, write it and clarify that for us so... You can try to take that out. Let us know if you listened on Twitch or if you listened on iTunes, because any vape rips that were in there should have been edited out. Absolutely. All right. So <laughs> moving on from that, let's talk about everybody's week in Overwatch. How's everybody's week going? I think it's Kidder's turn to go first. <laughs> All right. I didn't know we were taking turns. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I never go first. <laughs> That's all good. Go ahead. That's fine. Uh, I mean, I the most that I played was definitely the nights that I played with you and with uh, Laura Croft, our uh, new Overwatch buddy. Uh, rough time down there in gold. Uh, it's, it's rough, really rough. I mean, both of us are solid. I mean, we're very solidly in high plat. I mean, there's no question about it. We, at the very least, belong there, if not higher. And we were playing in mid to low gold um, with some friends and... It's just tough. It is so freaking tough down there. Like like what we said last week, uh, definitely 100% more true even now uh, from those experiences. However, on my main account, I had a great week. Yeah, nice. <laughs> uh, one more place since I lost. Uh, definitely didn't have a terrible time of it. It was about what I expected. Uh, ended right above where I ended at last season, probably 50, 60 SR higher. Uh, definitely, definitely feel like I'm going to make it, uh, diamond again this season. Shouldn't be a problem. Um, and Bob, what, uh, what, what did your group that I played with earlier this week that we brought in my friend, Brian, who had never last week, 
That was last, last week. Yeah, he had never played comp. He'd been he'd played dozens of hours mm -hmm. in Q in QP, but just never jumped into comp. Right. And he came in, he played DPS for us. He did pretty he damn did good. Well. He did really well. Okay, I wasn't sure if that was with your group or with uh a different group. Yeah, that was when we did our comp stream, our weekly comp stream. Yeah, okay. Man, I did eight of my placements there. Oh, did you say yep. did you say how was my week? Yeah, how was your week? Well, well, my week was well, as a <laughs> former Masters player, you know, I you can tell you, I knew it was my week was uh, my week was okay. I mean, uh, I started my placements yesterday. I went three and zero. I was like, "Yeah, dude, I'm going to be back at Masters. It's going to be awesome." <laughs> and then I lost two in a row, and I was like, "Okay, okay, I don't have to have them done until Watchpoint Radio. I'll just do the other five tomorrow. It'll be better." I did the other five today. I went one and four. So total, I went four and six. And I placed 34.56. So I'm it's close. Not that bad. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, yeah. I mean, honestly, guys, like, like I, I don't know if people on the show really understand that as a Masters player, <laughs> it's a fucking joke, man. Like, I'm not a Masters player. Like, I peeked in there for one second. And I never in a million years thought I was going to get that high. Like, I went on a win streak last year on my main that is epic as all get out. Last, yeah, but I mean, I only played like 40 games total, you know, last season on my main. So I, it, it was just an extremely, I, I had like an 80% win rate on Ryan. I did not play as much Ryan during these placements. I played a lot of Monkey and a lot, a lot of Orissa quite a bit and i don't think i'm very good at arissa yet i keep trying to get better i think i might need to get some coaching on it but all in all i'm glad i'm glad that i uh, got them done and i got the anxiety out because that's another thing like push it up that high like the anxiety level went through the roof like i stopped talking in chat because i'm like i don't know what i'm talking about i'll just let these guys <laughs> tell me what to do you know like and that's what got me up there in the first place was talking and so, as a former I Masters agree. player, I could tell you, I had a good week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, no, I agree. I mean, one of the reasons I was able to pull from like, what, it was like 2,500 into Diamond with one of my accounts over like a course of a season, essentially, was because Target. I was talking. It was like I was, I was calling targets, which is way easier to do as then. I wasn't calling targets as much on my tank account. But actually, now I'm doing it a lot, and I don't know what happened. Like, and now I'm just like I'm I'm yelling out targets like I got Tourette's. Yeah, you know, it's, like uh, it's, <laughs> it's probably the whole <laughs> thing where your brain subconsciously like knows that you got so much worth out of that, so much worth that you hadn't ever seen before. That you're like, well, the main tank calls targets too, so why not? You know? Yeah, and that's that works when your team is working with you, that's why I want to kind of round, come back around to what Kendra was talking about, because we had a stark contrast when we played the other night, we played our main uh, accounts, which were both in high plat. And the, the difference in games was incredible. You know, you have more communication, you have people who can mechanically play, you have people listening when you made calls versus when we got on our alt accounts, which were in like, you know, mid to low gold, and 
you're making good calls, but people making play, but people aren't responding. Like everybody, when the fight starts, everybody goes out in different directions. You know, um, so yeah, it, it's really, really, it is hard down there, guys. But don't get discouraged. Don't give up because you can pull out of there. Um, but it's just harder. I am proof. Yeah, like my like, main. I mean, just look at it from season one to, to to now. I mean, I started out and like I get shit too, like all through my placements. Or you just got you just got masters last season. I don't even say anything to these people. And they're just like they just hate on me because I actually have a progression. I'm not like their accounts where it's like season one and two gold and then all of a sudden grand master in season three and they've just stayed there like you know like i get hated on it's weird right yeah i mean it's just i mean the one luxury you don't have in gold is tilt right even in plat like you can tilt a bit you know you have leeway to tilt a bit because uh you know your teammates still mechanically should be pretty good not all the time but mechanically, they should be pretty good. They should know what they're doing. Uh, usually, I don't say usually, but you know, many, most, many times, somebody will be calling if you're not calling, right? But in gold, if you tilt, you know, yeah, it's game over, man. It, it's game <laughs> over. Like it's game over. Like if you're if you're tilted, if you're not helping, like build the team up and keep everybody because everybody's tilted, right? <laughs> everybody's tilted in gold. Everybody's upset. <laughs> a, a, a bunch of games we got into, people were like. Is my fourth loss in a row, my fifth loss in a row. We won a game, and, like, I thought the guy was going to start crying. You know, like, it was, like, because he was so happy that he finally, you know, won a game. Uh, and we ran into two different problems in gold this week. One was when we didn't have a full six. Um, or, like, we were just going two, three stack. And, you know... The other two people just weren't working with our team. Like they just were not yeah. working with us, even when we we're making good calls. And then the other problem we had is when we had, you know, five, six players that we were getting games against teams that were clearly had clearly worked together longer, right? Like ours was a fresh six stack versus a six stack that was collective, right? Like we in gold, we played a team that did Overwatch League stat strats. That's what they did. They did Overwatch League right. strats in gold. And it's just kind of like, oh, God, like they're definitely a group of friends that play together and organized. Right. And you don't just hop into a fresh six stack from LFG and do that shit. You don't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's not how it works. So, you know, if you play with a six stack in gold or in silver, because it's going to be the same thing, and you keep losing, that doesn't mean you don't six stack. That means you probably need to play more with those players for the six stack so you can learn how to play together, you know? That's essentially the way it is. Like, think of the, like, you know, the podcast is six stack. Uh, we lost a lot, a lot in the yeah, beginning. And over time, as a team, you get better uh, when then, people yeah. kind of fill in their positions. And a lot of us need got to get together more. I mean, you got diamond. I got diamond. Mel got diamond. And a lot of it, and we got it playing the characters we played in the podcaster six stack. You know what I mean? Like, it was definitely right. beneficial. And there was a lot of losing at the start. Right, right. I mean, playing with a six stack, my game sense has definitely improved too. So that's helping across the board. Um, for, hey, but, for me, it's like, for me, honestly, like the six stack helped me so much in not worrying about doing everything. Like, for instance, as Reinhardt, I would chase everybody 
before, you know, like just thinking right. I, I'm the only one that can get something done. Now, I honestly, it's like, oh, damn it. Oh, it's okay. He had 40 health points. One more swing would have got him. But if I would have went up there, I would have got picked off by the other two people around the corner. And like just learning to trust your teammates and let them get that last hit is good. And then I move back and boom, that 40 hit points gets taken off by, you know, the widow in the back, you know, that gets a body shot. And it just, that helped me a ton. Actually, perfect examples. We were playing with Bond and he was playing Ryan. And, um, I could talk to him a bit more aggressively because I've known him for over 10 years. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, he's playing Reinhardt. I think I'm playing Zarya and he's like not moving up. I'm like, fucking go. <laughs> and he starts moving up and like starts swinging and kicking ass. And then like I was talking to him. I was like, yeah, man, like you were just he. And then he That's actually, huge, he asked actually me, you said huh? you said you were playing Zarya. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times in in like the high diamond and like doing my placements just today and yesterday that Zarya's would give me that direction, say, say, hey, ride, I've got your bubble. Go, you know, or they'd say bubble up, go. You know, and like just telling me I could go in is, uh, is, is, is just a huge bit of information for the Ryan player. Yeah, right. No, I got him. Like I wasn't. um I, well, it wasn't like I was mad at Bond or anything, but it was just it, it, it's a little, every time I see a Reinhardt take a step backwards, it starts to frustrate me. My heart <laughs> starts beating a little bit more, and I was just excited. Yeah. So I yeah. told him to fucking go, and you know he starts kicking ass. So um, he doesn't play Reinhardt all that much, but he sent me a message after, and it's like, how, hey, how did I do? I was like, you know, you were passive at first, but you know, you were, uh, you know, you were definitely getting better at the you know a little bit later. And he said, yeah, he's I'm just not. A co- he's i'm usually i'm um i don't have too much faith in heels i was like okay but when you play in a stack like this you have to trust your teammates we're gonna keep you up you know uh or at least we're gonna try to keep you up it's not like you're playing alone so you know, i've that actually was, that was, sorry ahead. no i didn't mean to I, I was just i've actually just started even when playing without like a stack i'd still go in like i'm gonna get heels if i don't i don't but if i just stand there i do nothing so, right. Well, that's when you're playing higher, right? I think you can still do that because when I play main tank characters, I definitely can do that. I can play a bit more aggressively. But well, Kendra, so when I was playing Reinhardt one time, it was like get watching a bunch of babies. Like I had to jump, use my shield to get in front of a Mercy that was trying to heal, that was trying to res somebody that she shouldn't have been resurrecting. Right. You know, you know stuff like that. Um, yeah. So it, it is. It is a little different. I think in the lower elos, everybody's like, for instance, payload. Everybody stays on the payload, right? So like yeah. King's Row first point. Once you take that first point, it should be one person standing on the payload. Uh, I don't know the exact stats, but the payload moves with one person on it at 100%. Then after that... One other person, you get like five to ten percent, and the other person you get five to ten percent. It's like it's a not it's a non it's a not worth it stat. Like having one person on the payload is the only thing you absolutely need. And so a lot of the lower elo don't realize that on King's Row, once they take that, if there's three people still alive and you've got five that can move up, 
move up and kill them. Do not let yep. them yeah. regroup. Like, move up and play the choke. Let your Zen, uh, maybe your Anna, maybe your Lucio, just one of the supports stay behind. Right. Yep. That was something that we used to be told all the time back in gold uh, was three on the payload, three on the payload. You had yep. it was like a fucking rule. And then that changed uh, the higher we got. You know, it was just like, oh, we yeah. won. Because if you can get the kills, get right. the kills, like well, to keep, and, especially if you're going to keep them staggered, if you're going to keep them staggered, well, all the payloads moving. And I, I mean, I honestly didn't even know these stats until Jane came out and said it. Uh it was something I didn't I thought it you were getting like a good 30, 40 percent per per person two, person three on the on the payload, but you're getting a minute little boost having right. those two extra people just standing on the payload doing nothing. I mean it's 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 a horrible idea to stand on the payload. Right. So I mean, with I've been playing because I've been playing gold a lot for the past few weeks, right? And I tried to make sure that I get enough uh, games in my higher ranks to make sure my skill doesn't decay too much. Even though I forgot to play my Shenja account last week, so I have decayed twelve SR to three thousand. Shenja, oh yeah. So I, I did for, I did forget. I meant to do it last night, but we got caught up because people kept rotating in i have more people in my gold rotation than i do in my uh you know diamond rotation once you get but, higher um, dude it's gonna hurt a lot more when you forget and all of a sudden you're right. not gonna be able to play that account till the next season right well this is like yeah i mean it's i'm pretty sure i'll get used to it and you know i'll get into it but like right for right now it's not that big of a deal but what i think i want to do is well you know Marie, we only hit we have game nights on ps4 and xbox but we don't have one on pc and that's mainly because everybody else has game nights on pc yeah everybody has game nights on pc what i've been trying to get you to do a game dad i've just told you (laughs) i'll run it but only if you come and like i'm not gonna run it if you're not gonna come (laughs) and i've been trying to get you to do a game night for like a year now I believe you. I'm not saying that nobody has brought up bringing up a Watchpoint Radio game night. It's okay. Down Bob. Down Bob. Damn, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I've, I've, I've run two Watchpoint Radio game nights we without the whole you. Velociraptor thing. All right, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, no, no, no. Like, I, I could run the whole thing. I just want your support there once you play it with us. Can you let me finish what I'm going to say? <laughs> this is exactly what that review was talking about. Friday night man. date night. <laughs> Friday night date night. oh man so what i was thinking was like you know instead of just having a regular game night i think it will be good um for us to have a night that maybe full because we have a lot of gold listeners i mean that's obvious most of the players in overwatch are in gold so uh i think it'll be a good idea to have like to organize a night where we can get together people with the goal of actually learning something, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, getting together in teams, doing comp, you know, each team has like a team leader. And after games, if you, you know, if you go, if you lose that game, you know, you can kind of go over like, well, what happened? Right. Uh, were we not listening to calls? Were we not counterpicking properly, you know, and try to help people get out of gold, you know, build teams together that can work together and then, you know, move on up. I just don't so, know if people really want that, though. If people don't want to get out of gold? No, no. <laughs> I don't know if people really want a game night where they get taught. Because uh, actually, 
I have a good friend Saba who uh, started in gold with me, and like now he's in uh, he's in top five hundred. He coaches a contenders team. He's really good. He comes in late nights sometimes at cavalry game nights, and yeah. we've actually gotten complaints about him. And even him and Thrills like got into it a little bit. Like I don't like I don't know that people come to game nights because they want to learn something. Well, but people don't maybe go to we those game see. nights. Yeah, maybe we people can don't want to go to those game nights and get talked down to. They don't want no, to. No, no. Saba is actually really good about not talking down. Like he definitely doesn't do that. I think I was on stream one time that with the instance you're talking about where him and Thrill were arguing with each other. Cause he like I think Thrill called him out like like he called out his like you know well what rank are you and the guy's like you know I'm a fucking something like I'm a grandmaster or something like Top that and Thrill's yeah. like that doesn't matter <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, so I, I was I was watching your stream when that happened I think but this game that is specifically uh, I think centered around like gold players for now that you know that want to get help right not just help moving up not just help moving up. But it helped actually learning the game, getting better at the game, forming teams, how to work with teams. Getting, you know? be- getting better is the only way you're actually going to move up. If someone carries you up, you're just going to fall back down. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Right. So I wouldn't mind trying to organize something like that, you know, especially because uh, one of the reasons I'm not huge on game nights is because I'm it, I'm not gonna say it, it, it's not that it doesn't feel like a waste it, that that's not that's not the case when I play them I actually have fun it's me for me it's overcoming the hurdle of getting into it because like I could go to game night or I could work on this coding project or I could work on this audio thing or I could do this or I can go on a date with my girlfriend something like that <laughs> you know yeah. that's one of the things that kind of come up um, so that's one of the reasons but like you know yeah. Uh, it'll be a lot easier to uh, uh, to to justify it if you know we're actually working towards something to help people kind of move on up. So um, Just I don't know. I'll see, we, I'll see if we can get something like that organized, especially if we can help people organize teams together. Um, actually, I don't know. Maybe I'll make a channel on the Discord for uh, you know for for like you know like a team and people anybody uh, people who are in gold who want to be in that team or gold or low platinum or something like that that want to be in that team and work together and learn to play with each other as a group uh, can do that and move up and that way you can have six people you can have subs you can have all that shit you know yeah omnic lab has done that uh in the past with a group called test tubes it's kind of inactive right now but i saw some recent talk in there people wanted to it's just hard to find people that are that low and willing to not. Okay. You're talking about gold though. Test tubes is like yeah. bronze and silver. Uh, yeah. And I, then enter the iris was starting something like that too with, uh, with, with uh, silver and bronze players, but you're talking about gold. I'm talking about gold, you know, particularly gold, you know, like gold. You're on range. the cusp of starting to play the real game. Like that, right, that, that yeah. is you where you're close. Right, yeah. So, like, I think a lot of gold players, like I said, don't know how to play. Like, when they do get a team that they're, like, in a six-stack, they don't know how to play it properly, you know. Uh, like I said, Bond doesn't has trust issues with healers that he had to overcome <laughs> to be a decent Reinhardt, you know. So that Sounds like my ex-wife. Hey. <laughs> hey. Yeah, <laughs> so. and that's, I mean, yeah, that's a big, that's a big thing with Ryan. And you just, you really have to just get out of the trust issues thing. You just have to go in. And you just have right. to, no matter who it is healing you, trust. And if you only have one healer, just probably switch off Ryan. 
Right. <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna see about working on that and uh you know, stay tuned to the Discord because I'll probably post information in there. But let's move into our topics. Uh one that I forgot to put on the show notes, but I, I want to put in Busan is live. It is a live map in Overwatch. Um not really gonna talk about it because I don't know if it's a competitive yet. Probably not. It is I don't not. know if they fixed the I don't know if they fixed the Farah issue yet, because I know Farah was having an issue hitting the roof of the uh one of the maps. Yeah, but not sure either. if that got fixed. Uh but shouldn't Busan is live, I would recommend getting in some quick play so you can at least get used to the map, especially if you're on console since you didn't have access to it on the PTR. Welcome to Busan. Uh like I said, we were gonna talk about wrecking ball a little bit. And I'm gonna say a little bit mainly because in terms of stats for Wrecking Ball in the competitive season, uh, he didn't really sh- he did he wasn't a meta changer. You know, he wasn't a meta changer. He wasn't a game changer. Uh, his stats didn't like bump tanks around or make somebody useless or something like that. Well, go ahead. Okay, you got Bob has a, he has a finger up. Go Bob. <laughs> he did make huge impact initially with all the bugs. He did like initially. Mm-hmm. He had a huge boosted win uh, win rate because of the uh, the ball drop move. What's that move called? Pile driver. Pile driver. Because of that, he could do double damage, and he could also hit everybody for full damage with no drop off. So he definitely it was kind of like the doom the doom fist first you know two two weeks where. He was completely broken and just getting frags all over the place. So it was right. a little bit of a shakeup. It was a little bit of a shakeup, but we're talking about like now that he's fixed and working as intended. It's yeah, leveled played out today. quite a bit. <clears throat> leveled quite a bit. So uh, you know his eliminations are low compared to Diva and Winston. His final blows are actually next to Orissa. Uh, his damage is better than Winston's, but worse than Diva's. Uh, he's definitely dying less than Winston and Reinhardt because he has a ton of survivability, but he's still only 20% of tank usage, and that could be for a few reasons. One, people haven't really figured out how to play him properly, especially now with him fixed. He's hard. Um, he's, yeah, he's, he's he's hard. I mean, that's the way he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be able to survive situations. Though. You're supposed to be able to get in the middle of a mix and try to cause some chaos, but if you do it properly, you're like, you'll have enough help to probably kill a healer and still get out of there. But I think a lot of people are still missing that element, right? Like you, there's so much that has to happen when you're swinging into a group. First of all, you got to swing. You got to knock them back a little bit, right? Then you have to. You're in the air, and as you're in the air, and this is this is all happening within a few seconds. You got to pick a target. You got to pick a soft target. Then you got to come down on said target. They got to knock them in the air. As soon as you come out of ball, you got to be aiming at the target and then shoot them as they're coming down. That's how you kill a Lucio before he gets back on his fucking feet. You know what I'm saying? That's how you take out one of the healers, and that's not necessarily something that a lot of people do, especially because I think a lot of people's eyes go to the biggest target, and that's the tank, and you're not going to be that effective against the tank. I will tell you one tank that Hammond can fucking melt, and it's my baby Arissa. I can, oh my god, I can melt an Arissa with Hammond really, <laughs> really easily from from mid, from short to mid range. Arissa has that big old noggin, and you can just plug her face and she will die, you know, with Hammond. Um, yeah, it's it's a goddamn shame. But still, <laughs> Hammond is only about 20% of tank usage. Um, so he, like I said, a fixed Hammond hasn't really shaken up too much. Uh, How? Go ahead. I don't think Arissa has head bob either, does she? Uh, 
I huh? don't think so. Like, like that's what makes characters in Overwatch so hard to hit. The head is because they have the head bob. Uh, and I, I, I and I don't think Orisa, if she has one, it's really minimal. No, why would you head bob when you have four legs? No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that he, like I said, he hasn't shaken up the tank meta that much. But here's the thing about Hammond, right? A team that is not prepared for Hammond can very easily lose a first point, especially in ranks like gold and in low platinum. I had multiple games over the past week where we could not break through first point, you know, at the beginning. And all I did was go Hammond and just rush to the point. And especially if it's a point that has something in the middle of it, they they don't have any CC. Like they don't have any, they don't have McCree. They don't have May. They don't have Brig. They don't have something to stop me from going around in a circle. You know, I just knock people off points. Like I said, well, Kendra, you were in a game with us yesterday where we were having trouble getting through, and literally all I did was go Hammond, swing over the top, get to the point, wait for my uh, my um, grapple to come back up, grappled the bell on Hanamura, circles. That's it. Dude, what circles. you're talking and about I- is the same in High Diamond Masters. Like just today, Hammond's threw us off because no one switched to him and he wasn't doing circles he was just getting in the back just like winston does but he's a whole hell of a lot harder to kill than winston way harder to kill winston jumps in precursor to target priority anytime winston jumps in always jump the winston because you can kill him before he jumps out hammond no well yeah winston's a bigger target and Hammond has a head has a head hitbox the size of you know Texas. Hammond yeah. doesn't have a head hitbox when he's rolling. He right. doesn't. And even when he's out, even when he drops in and he comes out of mech to start shooting, some not a mech, but ball form to start shooting. Uh, you know, you hit the shield button and like you have like nine hundred health, easy, easy coming into the middle of a group. So that gives that that gives me more than enough time. Like most of the time, I have to remind myself, don't be a pussy. Don't be a pussy. Just kill the goddamn Lucio. Kill the Anna before you leave. And I can kill a healer, turn into a ball, and get the fuck out of there. <laughs> you know? And get yeah. back to my team. Now we're fighting 5v6. That's it's easy. But like like I said, even at lower ELOs, I had a game yesterday, like I said, with the, the, the game where we were having trouble getting through the front. And we ended up losing the game anyway. But but we were able to take the first point like that. Well, not like that. Well, like that once I switched Hammond because I just got on the bell and the Reinhardt was trying. He was trying so hard to kill me. <laughs> I saw that. And I knocked him back the first time and he came back in. I knocked him back again and just knocked him right off the point. He should you have know? charged your ass. So if he can catch I think he tried to. He tried. He tried to miss, yeah. I'm about 50-50 yeah, so. on a swinging Hammond. Yeah, so. <laughs> Maybe better about now being, that I switched back to 144 hertz. Thing about swinging Hammond is you have to know when to stop swinging. So I've definitely had moments where somebody was going to try to like stun me like a brig or something like that as I'm coming around. I, I can just read it on them, and I stop right before they are able to do it, and then just start going around the other way because it doesn't take long to get your momentum back. Yeah, you know. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the thing about Hammond. So I guess the point that I'm trying to make a point when I get to or the question is, you know, right now when we do team comps, we generally think DPS heals. Tanks, you know, I think with Hammond and then, then 
No, I guess not just with Hammond, but with this being such a CC heavy game now. I think team comps need to you know uh, you need to start thinking and maybe at higher levels they think more dimensionally on a regular basis but you know let's talk about the people most people are playing the game I think you have to think better, uh, you know a little bit more advanced than two 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 or you know uh, one two three and start thinking like you know we need to have a CC character at the beginning of the game because you can lose point one very easily if you do not have a ham encounter and a Hammond that is decent pulls out of the of the uh, enemy spawn or the attacking spawn. I mean we I had another game it's, yesterday it's where I went uh, where I went well, I was on Eichenwald went straight to the to the to the payload and swung around and they couldn't do shit about it. <laughs> you know, and that was and we we got the point. Well go ahead, Bob. It's honestly it's honestly the same up in up in high diving, dude. It really is. Like it's the same it's just people are mechanically better. Shields drop much faster. But it still is a clusterfuck. And unless you're playing in a set six uh six deck, it it's just it really is rough unless you take initiative and you call targets. Right. That's what I'm saying. I think, you know, like instead of just thinking DPS heals and uh tank we might have to start thinking subclasses you know like do we have like you know do we have a, Br- a brig a may or mccree that might be able to help or even a doom that might be able to help in case they have a, a hammond that comes out because he can come out I, I i'm trying to think of a character who him and farah are two characters that if you're not prepared for them they can really just fuck up your day you know and can fuck up think, your team. also i think like i think one of the big things is that Hammond, yeah, these stats show low damage. They show, but the the stat you should notice is dying less. What Hammond does is he just turns the other Ryan shield around. And now that I'm thinking about it, I should have never turned my shield around with the Hammond <laughs> effect. I should have called Hammond, 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 but kept my shield forward because he isn't doing, he's not doing much damage. What he is doing is turning the focus of everybody around longer than Winston because you can kill Winston faster. And then he's turning the focus over to the right where he runs off with his freaking stupid uh, <laughs> grappling hook. And he's just turning the shields every which direction and just taking the focus of everybody else off of the DPS, giving them space. He might be the best space maker we've seen in tanks so far. And that's exactly yep. what I said he was going to be. Yep. Josh Tradon. You the man. You the man. Mrs. Yeah, Skitty so. It's your boy. Yeah, so. That's Skitty Pittis like, Thomas. In no. terms of um, team comps, we definitely have to think, start, start thinking a bit more as a community. Have to think, start thinking a bit more dimensionally. Like, you know, just like. Do we have, I think, a hitscan DPS or something that can either contest Farah or nullify Farah? You know, if somebody, if a team pulls a Farah out and you are not prepared for it, that is a, and the Farah is decent. She, if she's a bad Farah, that's one thing. But even if the Farah is decent, she could just cause so much havoc without your team, or, you know, being prepared for her. And, and then uh, you go the opposite route. And today had a fair mercy playing against an obvious pro widow. No, and then I mean, they were bitching say. at the Genji. 
Because <laughs> the like, widow wasn't dying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's interesting that you it's say just that, like, John. Okay. Because, uh, oh, go ahead. I was just no, going to say, dead. it's interesting that you say that. You got to think more dimensionally because we do that uh, now for Farah. Uh, just like you said, the, how often do you hear we need a hit scan character for a particular right. map because it's far heavy or something like that? It's every, it's every right. other game. You know, we think about a hit scan. But, so now for Haven, but, we're going to have to thank CC. But Go ahead. You, you say we think hit scan. We should never think hit <laughs> scan to take care of Farah solo unless you're talking about Widow. No other hit scan actually can take out a Farrah Mercy of equal skill. Like, if the Farrah Mercy are equally skilled as the McCree or the soldier, they are not going to win that fight. A Widow can win that fight with equal skill because she can get the single headshot that will kill the Farrah. Doesn't matter that, that Mercy's healing him. If you're a uh, decent uh, McCree or a decent soldier, then you can scare them off enough. Like that may get I'm a shot saying too equal off. skill, equal Farah, equal Mercy, equal McCree or soldier. McCree or soldier well, loses that every single time. Well, Widow so can win. Get, I don't want to get too deep into a uh, strategy discussion about that, but I will say it really depends what rank you're playing at to be honest with I'm, you. that's why i'm yeah. saying equal skill well no like because even if you're playing a gold of a gold or even a platinum fire mercy versus a you know uh you know you a gold mccree or a soldier if that soldier mccree is positioned properly behind a shield and he, and especially if they have a zen that puts discord on that Farah, you actually have a pretty decent chance of t- either t- of taking her down or at least scaring her off. You just added something. You just added Zen. What I said was everybody says we need a hit. We need a hit skin, and they 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 want a McCree or a soldier, but a McCree or a soldier cannot do that job solo. That's unless like the McCree or the soldier is like a much superior player to the Fair Mercy combo. Right. Well, that's yeah. That's a Farrah Mercy. We're talking about like if you if you just Farrah in general too. Like if it's just Farrah in general, just, you know, you can't. Yeah, just can. yeah, just yeah. Farrah in general, definitely. But yeah, you it's see rare that you see a lot that. of just Farrahs <laughs> in lower elos. Like really? you, see, and, see and, and yeah. you don't and you don't see a Mercy with them. Yeah, dude, I can play a gold in gold. I can play a solo Farrah just with one tip that I got from Prepare to Attack. Which was stay, which is like stay don't close. fire and to stay close, like ten meters above your target, yep. and then fire, and you just like absolutely wreck them. They they Wrecks have to get some ideas, especially soldiers. Exactly, the soldiers you kill the people who can kill who are your down. who are your greatest threat first. You kill the people who are your greatest threat first. Once you kill that hit scan, it's like oh hey everybody else, <laughs> you know <laughs> that you can do that. Like I said, I didn't want to get too deep into that, um, but yeah, like I was saying, we need to start. You're right, you know. As a community, we have started thinking a bit more dimensionally, but we're going to have to continue to do that, you know, with Hammond. Uh, before um, moving on to the next, go ahead. You go ahead. And just, <laughs> no, be- no, you- just <laughs> before we move on to the next, I want to make a clarification that I forgot to make at the start of the show. Okay. Now? The floor is yours, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, I've gotten a lot of flack and a lot of, a lot of messages from you listeners and I'm sorry that we that I didn't properly convey my opinion at the start. 
when I said that I agreed with sure with sure for that DPS had the least impact on games, I was not saying that DPS was the easiest to play. Not by <laughs> a long shot. DPS, in my opinion, is the hardest mechanically to play. That's why Sure4 was pissed, is because it's the hardest mechanically to play, but it does have the least impact on the actual match of Overwatch. That's what I was trying to say. So, no, DPS is hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, um, sorry, I, I, just wanted I was going to mention that at the start of the show, but I forgot. I just want to make a quick prediction um, before I move on to the next topic. I think, and I haven't shared this with Bob or Kendra yet, so I'll, I'll also wait for their responses. But in the, within the next year of Overwatch, so some the next three char- one of the next three characters we're going to get, I predict that one of them will have an anti-status. Like I think they're going to be a support character, and they will have a ability that they can cast that makes you invo- that makes you uh, invulnerable to statuses. Whether it be CC like getting knocked around, getting frozen, getting antied. Well, doesn't Arissa have that? I mean, no, we yeah, something that with, like uh, fortify, Zarya something too. like fortify, but can be cast. And the reason I think cast that, on another person, cast on another person. So the only thing you have right now is Zarya's bubble, but Zarya's bubble doesn't even protect you from getting knocked around. Like you can still get Reinhardt charged, you can still get knocked around by uh, Hammond. But or or even um, uh, Winston, but you just don't get hurt by it unless you fall off the side of a building. Dude, that'd be <laughs> but, OP, Ja. That'd be OP. Yeah, it used I'm to be that way. It. I just bubble. processed it. Yeah, like I don't like. I'm not saying in a Genji a with that. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, it well, used to be that way with Zarya Bubble, but they changed her. If you remember, yep. Yeah, they changed her. I still, I think it's gonna happen because the game is CC. It's so CC heavy. They're not going to revert or start taking things away from characters. And a lot of people are complaining about how CC heavy the game is. Uh, So what you're saying is it's not going to be like a Zarya bubble where it protects you. It's just going to protect you from CC period. May fucking left click and everything. I think I said statuses. So let's say whether it's like being antied. Or um, that would have to be like, an ultimate. Yeah. No, I think it, it can be an ability depending on how it's implemented. Like you have to be very careful with it, right? Um, you know, like you. And trust me, when it comes out, it will be OP. But they're going to have to adjust it. This is we're talking about the same <laughs> this people. Is the, this is the Blizzard gave, model. <laughs> you say, we're talking about the same people who gave Brigitte a five second stun. Okay, <laughs> like, so like it will be OP when it first comes out. Oh, and it, it has to be. Um, it will have. It will have to be adjusted. But oh. I think in order to kind of balance out how much CC is happening. You gotta give an ability to cast something on somebody to protect them from it. But go ahead. I can't pronounce Straw Hat Charlie. Straw Hat Charlie. Straw Hat. Straw Hat Charlie. Yeah. Straw Hat Charlie. It could be a mech. Maybe one of Diva's buddies. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, you can like. Yeah, it could be like. Actually, they can make all those Diva. Oh, mechs. a hell beam like Mercy. Like Mercy. 
It would have to be I, a healer I, if it's held beam. Well, I think it's going to be a support character. It's somebody that can do that. Like, you know, um, I, I, I'm trying to think. I, I don't want to do like, I'm not going to roll out an entire. It was just an idea I had. I'm not going to roll out the entire move list for a character that doesn't exist. Although we, we, we did guess Brigitte's entire kit prior to them it. putting it out. You and me together guessed the entire kit. We did. We even just we even called the, the whole like her whole uh, shift ability where she throws it like that, that flail, was one of yeah. our proudest moments. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. <laughs> yeah. So I like I, like I said, I do think like, because of the how CC heavy the game is, they don't remove abilities, right? They don't nerf the abilities into the ground unless they're mercy. So That's symmetrical. The, oh, yeah. <laughs> and those those. Like those nerfs on Mercy are all because of Res, and they haven't nerfed Res. <laughs> Res, yeah, yeah. But they are gonna, I think, just like they did with Brig to kind of combat Dive. They're gonna probably put another character in that can help combat CC. And she can't. Well, not I was gonna say she, but they can't cast it on multiple people, but like one person at a time. Like Reinhardt gets ping ponged all the time, and the only way to stop Reinhardt from getting ping ponged is, uh, well, one, don't go in. But two, <laughs> play, play Zarya, and maybe this person can also help with it. But that's just a prediction I have. As I said, sometime over the next year, one of the next three characters, I think, will have a you know anti-status ability. But let's move into McCree, and I wanted to bring up McCree and, uh, today, and I don't think we'll spend too much time on it, uh, because a, a forum, I saw a forum post today, but over the last few weeks, I've been seeing more and more forum posts about McCree. And people saying that McCree needs a buff and McCree is one of the worst DPS characters and things of that nature. That is not true. Okay? It is not true that D- McCree is one of the worst DPS characters. If you look at the Statistically, latest Omnic, Yeah. According to Omnic at, Meta. If you look at the latest Omnic Meta report, OmnicMeta.com, shout out to SwitchFox, he has around 50% win rates in both Plat and Diamond. Uh, you know, in Masters, I think he has a lower win rate, probably because he doesn't get played as much. And then in Gold, he doesn't have Gold and Below. He doesn't have those win rates because he's mechanically demanding. He has his high skill floor. You know, uh, and this is why I think McCree is considered. Uh, why I think McCree is uh, a lot of the community considers him bad. First of all, most of the community sits in Gold, right? And if you every time somebody picked McCree, if you saw them whiffing shots all the time, of course you're gonna think their character sucks, you know. <laughs> or people who play McCree and think they should be getting more value out of him while they're missing shots, eh, you know, they're gonna, you know, I'm better than this. I'm a I'm a good character. It's McCree that sucks. I think you have a lot of that that's really happening uh, in I, gold and below. Go ahead, uh, Kendra. Uh, I think a major part of that is the fall of the Tracer meta uh, because he was a very good counter to Tracer. And now that you don't have that dive, you don't have that uh, utility coming in that you can stop with McCree. He's just getting less usage. Just a simple meta change. Uh, You see it with every season that goes by. At one point, Reinhardt was useless. I mean, it just happens. So the character itself is not bad. It's just not a good meta for him. He's not top of his game and uh, as far as how the meta is right now i think that's the case i don't know i've had some pretty good luck so far with <laughs> mccree just this last week like with i play games playing mccree with thrill playing mccree mccree is still good mccree just goes with a reinhardt shield and if your team's in dive 
McCree is not going to be good at all. Right. If your team's going with an Orissa or an Orion, you're probably going to do okay. Like, and I think Jaws spot on is that McCree just has a really high skill floor. I can play a pretty solid soldier. My McCree, not solid. McCree, <laughs> if you don't hit heads, and it's been that way since they made the change to fan the hammer. If you don't hit heads, you don't play McCree well. Yeah, absolutely. Like I think you see him more in diamond and platinum because people there have good mechanical skills, uh, but they don't. You know, the reason they're probably in diamond and platinum is because they maybe not have the the, the ultimate game sense yet, right? Uh, once you get into masters, I think players that have that good of an aim, oh, and game sense in masters, they probably are using tracer or widow, you know, something like that, and they get because because they get more value out of the characters. See, not that McCree's a bad character, but they just get more value out of using a tracer and a widow. But go ahead, Bob. That guy said that, which was weird because like his widow comment made complete sense. His tracer comment made no sense. Like a McCree widow player. Like doesn't necessarily automatically transfer into a tracer player. Now a tracer player can transfer into the other two, but a tracer player takes so much more than just mechanical aim that it it, it that didn't make a lot of sense to me. It like, does, but I think the, the main reference was that if you're that good at you know if your aim is that great and you can work on tracer, then you can get those one clips in. You know? Yeah, but I mean, if your Abe is that great, you're not going to play Tracer. You're going to play Widow. Right. Well, I mean, perhaps. Like, if, like, like Tracer, you, play, you have to have less Abe. You have to have more more understanding of where you're going to blink to. That's the biggest thing with Tracer. Right. Nobody's combating that. But, like, you know, the, the, the fact that if you have good aim with Tracer, you can't get the one clips off. Like, I'm not saying it's the same exact thing or it's it's a one-to-one transfer. But you'll get more value out of Tracer than you will out of a McCree at that rank yeah. if you can be a good enough Tracer. I mean, in my experience, uh, I don't feel like Tracer really translates well into either of them because Tracer, to me, at least, feels like tracking. Uh, so yep. Tracer and Zarya are uh, very closely related to me. Right. Not what you're gonna say, Bob. Yeah, uh, I was just totally agreeing with you. Tracking, not uh, not flicking, and the McCree and a widow is a flick. The best players flick. Tracer, the best players track. It's a very different skill. Okay, but uh, like I said, the platinum and diamond, you have better players with mechanical skill, and that's why you'll see them used there. Um, but in lower elos, you don't. And the lower elos are where most of the players sit. So, you know, you get a lot of hit, hate from McCree, and a lot of people saying he needs a buff. Um, somebody said that they they wish that his ultimate was instantly castable. I'm like, are you fucking nuts? That would be you ridiculous. Know? Jesus. Like, that would be absolutely ridiculous. I mean, personally, I don't think he needs a buff, but that goes back to my stance on character balance. Not every character needs to be viable at every time, all the time, because that's how you get imbalances. Like this game changes way too much for uh, for us to, you know, say, well, the character's not being used, so let's just, you know, buff him up. If we can't statistically see a problem with the character, you know, uh, if the character is out of balance to it to his uh, detriment, 
then okay, that's a different story. But if he's just out of meta right now, then he's just out of meta. And I don't I really don't think he needs But he's up. not even I out agree. of meta. I mean he's played right. quite a bit. Yeah, I mean he's not out of meta. I think what we're both trying to say is like he's just not as strong as he once was. I ain't yeah, as good as I once was. He definitely isn't <laughs> as strong as he was at the beginning. In the beginning, like if you didn't have six McCrees, you were doing it wrong. Yeah, like, <laughs> right. I mean that fan so, the hammer was nuts in the beginning. Right. Yeah. So uh, I I think he like will depending on what happens with the meta, you know, the meta changes pretty frequently now. Um will he may come back and be more stronger, especially in those lower ranks, but for now, I just say let him be until we figure out what the next character will get, which is only was it September? So two months away until the next character, you know? So let's just wait and see what's going to happen with McCree. Uh, but let's move into our final topic, which is actually a community question from Effin Flood. He says at Watchpoint Radio, who should die first? I vote May as she seems to cause trouble for me as a tank player. Can we get some shot calling and target priority 101? So that's the community question this week. Um, I'm going to say we're like, we're not going to get super in depth into shot calling and target priority because that is a prepare to attack episode. That's like an hour worth of conversation right <laughs> yeah. there. If you want to get in depth into it. More um, than an hour, Jeff. More yeah. More than an hour. <laughs> if you really want to break it down to do a spreadsheet. Yeah. There's levels to this shit. Like it, it's not as easy, but like, <laughs> like, you know, we're talking about the basics here of shot calling and target priority and rule the number one. Problems I'm number one. No, no. <laughs> rule number one, Ja. Well, this is what I was going to say. Like, you know, the biggest problem, and this is, this is, I'm pretty sure this is Bob's rule number one, but the biggest problem that you have with, with target, with shot calling and target priority is the fact that your team doesn't actually respond to the target that, that is being called. So, it, you know, if somebody's calling targets or calling shots, that's who you should be attacking. Because a call target, even if it's the wrong target, is better than no call target, <laughs> you know? So that's yeah. rule number one. Rule number you know? one. The target called, period. Right. The target yeah. is called, yeah. That, if that there, is if there's a Reinhardt being pocketed by Mercy and six players focus him, he will die. Yes, he will. <laughs> if yes, he's he even will. being targeted by Mercy and another heal, he will still die if six people focus on him. Yeah. And that's that's the problem I see in lower ranks. Like when we play in gold and we're not like in you know, on a stack, dude. It's like I'll call a target and people don't listen to the target being called. They have like you know the horse blinders on and they could, they're only focused on their one target. So I'm calling a target, calling target, and we're getting them low, and then they're not getting finished off because we're not focusing. Let's be honest, right. we're all guilty of horse blinders. Uh, what we're trying them. to say is try and pull yourself out. And just if you hear a name, just take a second to do a 360 and just look around. If you can see that character, shoot the fucker. Right. Well, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, the reason I'm talking about ranks here is because if you're the person that's ta- calling the target and your team's not responding, like you have to pay attention to that, right? Uh, you just can't call the target and, you know, expect them to die. Like, you know, if you call the target and they're not dying, you need to look around. Um, and see if your team is actually focusing. And if your team is not focusing, you might need to call out, like, hey, guys, I'm calling targets. If you call the targets, you know, we'll be able to kill the characters. And I'm not saying that's going to work 100% of the time. 
Um, yeah, I'm not saying that's going to work 100% of the time, but it it's better than saying nothing. Saying something is better than saying nothing. And actually, uh, Miggy is in chat right now. He says, Ja, I still have a chill losing on Oasis because no one killed the Lucio that held the point for like three minutes. Yes, we had a game where we uh, where we played and we should have won because Several we had them times. off the point. We had them. Yeah, this is how bad it was, right? We cleared the point except for Lucio. And I called the 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 Lucio. And Lucio was not getting focused. He kept riding around the middle he was of high. the point. And, That's uh, why I call Lucio killed. last is because he's so hard to kill if he's good. But the problem is we were already in overtime, which means every time we killed somebody, it took them 12 seconds to get back. We staggered their team for three minutes in overtime. And finally, their team was able to come in and then they killed us. Lucio. And that was oh, it. Oh, oh. Because and like multiple times we just tried to kill, get this Lucio dead. And because props to you, Lucio, him, we lost. <laughs> Who, so yeah, I make this poll look good. <laughs> Lucio so, yeah, saved that game. He really legitimately did. It was bad. That's exactly what like I'm talking about here. So a cold target, focus a target. Like if somebody called target, turn around, focus that target. Um, but if we're gonna talk about general target priority, that's a little bit more difficult, right? Because you would expect me to say, make sure you get the healers first, or make sure you get you know the DPS first, and that's not always the case, right? Lots I mean, of times, it is. the ride's the first one you should be focusing. Right. I think it's you have to. Uh, that, that's another thing, right? You got to be able to read the situation. In some cases, if you have flankers and your flankers can actually, you know, c- get the healers down, you know, or if you're diving, for example, like if you're if you're running like a dive comp, yeah, you dive on the healers, right? Maybe not necessarily Mercy, but fucking Zenyatta, he's got to go. Zen, <laughs> you know, Anna. <laughs> oh, Anna, Zen, Anna, somebody who doesn't escape very quickly. Like, don't dive a Mercy because she's going to fly away from you. And then you got five seconds sitting there, like looking like a jackass, you know, <laughs> until you can move again. So you know, yeah. Like, so like, if you're running a dive, yeah. If you're running, oh, one second. If you're running like a dive comp, that's one thing. But you know, if you you do have to analyze the situation. But go ahead, Bob. the The bottom line is that there's no set guide to what you're going to need to do. You're going to have to adapt on the fly. You're going to have to, if you really know what you're doing, you're going to have to like figure it out, your cop versus their cop, who is the biggest threat. Sometimes it's the main DPS. Sometimes it's the widow on the high ground. Sometimes it's the Reinhardt coming in who has all the, res- all the resources on him. Sometimes it's the monkey jumping. Actually, anytime monkey jumps in solo, yeah. jump Fuck on his guy. ass. He's going to die. It's not <laughs> or like... Or anytime uh, Orion charges through your line. Yes. Like, jump on... Like, we had, like we say the call out so off. Ryan, out of position. Ryan, out of position. Everyone knows in Podcaster 6, uh, six deck to go for that Ryan. Because yeah. at that point, he's away from his healers. Anna's changed it a little bit. Like if an Anna has sight lines, you want to try and cut those off, but it's there's no right or wrong answer. Your your best bet is to get the person who's causing you the most harm. Like 
you could talk to your team and say, like you have, you just finished a round. Say, okay, who was the biggest problem? Just ask your team because maybe you don't know. Maybe, maybe the Genji was tearing everybody up, but he wasn't tearing you up, so you didn't really notice it. Just ask your team who's hurting you the most, and maybe your team answers you. And at that point, you can decide who to take out first. Right. And right. I think one of the biggest things that'll help uh, lower elo players is if you don't have anything to shoot at. Shooting around shield. Yes. Thank 100%. you, Kinder. You All should always time. be shooting. ABS, always be shooting. Working on Ryan Shield. <laughs> Working on Ryan Shield. Working on like I I have adapted the way I talk to say working on Ryan Shield just to let people know, oh yeah, okay, I'll work on the Ryan Shield with him. Shit, I might make that a shirt. Always be shooting. <laughs> <laughs> I got abs. Always be shooting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's the thing. Like you know, if you've played uh, with me or watched me play it on stream, especially in lower ranks, like you know, I may call one target, and like Bob said, as soon as that Reinhardt charges and he misses, I, I don't, I don't, I probably don't say in a Reinhardt position. I say punish Reinhardt, punish Reinhardt, <laughs> like right. you know, something like that. And, yep. uh, you know, you can do that. But yeah, they're right. Like, you know. Or like the other night, you said, get his ass. <laughs> get his ass. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sometimes you got to get a little bit more intense when, when things aren't happening fast enough. Get I his want ass. Him dead. I want his family dead. Yeah. Anybody <laughs> yeah. who thinks we're not friends, just watch that clip, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But, um. Yeah, like it's it's like Bob is one hundred percent right. Like it's kind of hard to have like a super basic conversation on it. The only thing we can let you know is that you do have to analyze the situation. And I know sometimes it seems a little hard to analyze the situation, but it's just something you kind of get used to. It's like, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, trial and error, and actually not being salty. So maybe that should help. The, the, talk, talking about shot calling, target priority, because if you die, you've everybody, everybody usually very quick to blame look you it's just human you're looking for something to blame at your failure for your failure and you really got to accept that shit you got to hold that l got to hold that l embrace it and be like <laughs> it was my fault i died i died because i didn't do x thing you know or y thing story and, of um, my life man story yeah, and of my if you life. didn't call the right target you know to just keep a mental note of that you didn't call the right target and why you didn't call the right target. What should you have identified that would have you uh, uh, call that target? Something, and that's something you went over time. But go ahead, Bob. And something I would say, if you're going to take the jump and shot call, just shot call. Like, I make the wrong call constantly. But it works out lots of the time because everybody jumps to it. There is probably two other people that are a better call than the call that I make, but it works out. Same with jaw. And if someone else calls a different target, don't like, don't think like, oh, you should have listened to me. Like I'm the target caller. You don't, don't think that. Just switch to that target and call it out with them. The more people say a diva, diva, diva. The more people in a solo and duo queue environment are going to are going to listen subconsciously, like they might they might be like "fuck you," I'm not doing what you say, but subconsciously they will listen if everyone's saying diva. So right, right. Don't because always think your target is the best target. Switch it up if someone calls a different one. 
Yeah, because in Overwatch, right, um, team fights are like a deck of cards, man. You pull the right one. Like, you pull one card, a 5v6 fight is a good fight. That's a good fight for your team if you have six. You know, so you kill one person, that puts you in a, in a, in a good position. But uh, Miggy uh, said something in the chat. says, playing support helps you analyze situation because you're usually in the back seeing everything. And I 100% agree with that. I'm a much better shot caller than I was because I started playing Zangata more frequently and being able to see the back and, you know, see who's in trouble, who's weak, who should die and calling that target. You know, my, my support account has my highest commendations on shot caller because it, especially when you play Zangata, I'm constantly calling shots, even if it's just who I'm putting discord on. Yeah, you know? same. I would so, agree with that wholeheartedly. That is a, a, a excellent, excellent. All right. Um, Another thing that will really help you, too, if you're just one of those people that has to play DPS, start playing backline Sombra. Uh, We had a game on Rialto where I started off playing, you know, general, get backline, fuck shit up, get a pick, Sombra. And then they switched to Sombra. And what she was doing was, you know, kind of going after me, trying to hack me, keep me from getting getting away. I switched that shit up real quick and started playing Sombra in our backline, defending our team from that Sombra. And everybody that dove, uh, you know, if you had Winston come in, he's hacked. He's done. Summer comes in, she's done. And when you hack somebody and make that play call, that's a definitive. It's even more definitive than even a Zenyatta Discord orb when you get somebody hacked. So if you really want to play DPS and you really want to learn how to shot call or learn how to uh, prioritize targets, play that backline Sombra. It's a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. So hold yeah, on, hold on, hold on. Before, generally, DPS doesn't shot call. Just throw yeah, that generally. out there. I'm just saying that maybe we're talking about really learning how to shot call. Maybe Bay does. Yeah, but that's the we're only DPS I can think of. Call, that's what he was talking about. So, uh, but yeah, so like I said, we we can't give explicit instructions. Like I said, that's going to be a prepare to attack episode. You know, we are like I said, we are expanding prepare to attack, and that will be one of the episodes where we do discuss you know target priority and shot calling. Um, but. That's all the advice we can give for you right now without being here <laughs> for much longer. So hopefully that helps. I really hope that helps. Uh, but let's go ahead and start uh, moving toward closing the show. Um, no community events on our side this week. Um, or for Watch More Radio, there's no uh, Xbox game night. We just had one on Friday. And from what I saw in the Discord, it went well. Uh, looks like you guys had a good time. We had somebody make a Twitter post about it. So I'm glad you guys enjoyed game night i'm going to try to get out to the next one hopefully um because it's 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 a ton of fun playing with you guys when i when i hop on um you know on the ps4 and the xbox so uh, i haven't heard anything about another ps4 game night uh i know uh, death squad he organized the last one he just moved so you know maybe when he gets settled he'll organize another one and uh you know we'll, we'll see about that but yeah no no game nights from us this week bob uh, this game week, nights. you can check out the Cavalry Game Night. It's uh, discord.me slash the Cavalry. That's the Cavalry, not the Calvary. It's the horses, <laughs> not the uh, church. <laughs> okay. it's, actually, it's actually a big thing for them when people are trying to search them. They search Calvary <laughs> instead I didn't, of Cavalry. I didn't know there were two different kinds. Like. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. the Calvary yeah. and the Cavalry. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, the English language is fucking hard. It it is. It is. Uh, We do. um, 
we have contestants for the game show episode. We're going to be in contact soon uh, with those guys for the game show episode. And um, for the monthly community episode, we just need to lock down a date to start recording those. We may not record every, because we have at least two people now for the community episodes, and we may not record the segments together. So uh, we will contact those people who were wanted to be involved with the community episode. Uh, go ahead, Bob. I have a question for you. I didn't ask okay. you uh, uh, off off stream, but was the uh, due to bides? Was that a community episode? No, that wasn't a community episode. No, he works just, for okay. us. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was just curious because because like we found out about that like five minutes before we started. You know, I, I, well, <laughs> somebody wasn't supposed to be here. So <laughs> Kinder, I, I can't yeah. help that folks be dying. All right. <laughs> Yeah, so, but no, it's, uh, well, like, you know, we kind of have those underway. We're, I'm hoping the game show episode, I think we're going to try to record by in September. I cannot guarantee it, but the community episode, we definitely will be recording it by in September. So, and if you do want to be involved with either the community episode or the game show episode, you, you can still, you know, shoot me a message, you know, hit me up and, um, you know, cause we're going to have more of those. So, you know, that, that's fine. Um, Prepare to Attack is up to date with Brigitte, and we're going to have a Hammond episode eventually, uh, you know, once we, you know, get a little bit more, once Hammond is a bit more ingrained in Overwatch. And uh, we are looking to, to update our Hanzo and Symmetra episodes soon, so just keep an eye out for that. Oh, that Hanzo uh, we, episode is so good, though. Yeah, yeah everybody's <laughs> favorite episode. <laughs> So um, we do live stream every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we want to hear about your Overwatch stories, so we're going to get into our contact info a little bit later. Uh, we do have a PS4 community and Xbox One club. They're both called Watchpoint Radio Overwatch. We'd love to have you on there if you're on console, and then you, you, know, you can participate in the game nights and have a good time. And the game nights usually consist of quick play, guys. Like, so if, even if you're a, you know, you're a lower rank and competitive or a super high rank and competitive, you can come and just have fun at the game night, all right? Uh, always like to talk about here is Overwatch is a great group if you're on Facebook. You know, whether you want to, you know, meet new players or keep up with the latest news, I would definitely check out Heroes of Overwatch. Uh, you know, always like to thank everybody for listening. You can keep up with Watchpoint Radio on Twitter.com slash Watchpoint Radio, like I mentioned earlier. You guys want to hand out your uh, social information? Yeah, boy. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at NerfKinderPlus, that's P-L-S. Uh, and you can also find me on the Franking Out podcast. We are actually in talks, well, we're with these guys are here to have a little bit of a kind of crossover uh, with John Bob here uh, on Franking Out. We are transitioning to a gaming general podcast as as opposed to an Overwatch podcast. Um, I had some personal stuff going this week, so we didn't get it together quite as soon as I wanted to. But uh, we're supposed to do that at some point soon and it'll be uh fragging com and twitter at fragging out pod you can right. find me uh, on various areas you can find me at owlrecap.com you can find me on masterbuttons.com you can find me on twitter at blazin underscore bob that's b-l-a-z-z-i-n underscore b-o-b you can find me all over the place all right. You can find me on Twitter at Church of Ja. And uh, you can also find me on this Twitch channel. I do stream sometimes. I'm trying to make uh, Sunday and Monday nights my official nights to stream on this channel. You know, just me. Well, not just me, but, uh, you know, like uh, 
I won't be playing like Overwatch stuff. Uh, probably yeah. not on those days. This week I wasn't able to do Monday, but I did do Sunday. I think I've done Sunday twice so far. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna try to keep that going. I really liked watching I, Doom. That was a that was a good little stream there. I wish it had gone on yeah. longer. I should have did Doom this week as opposed to <clears throat> Spider Man. I did Spider Man PS4, but I just don't have a good PS4 like streaming setup. You can't see me. Uh, you know, I can only talk a little. Um, I can't. Well, I guess I can talk a lot, but you know, playing a single player game is a, is a little different. I should have. I should have did Doom. <laughs> yeah, I like, proved that the uh, social media links work. I just got a, a follow on fragging out by uh, Straw Hat Charlie. Thank you, brother. Oh, nice. <laughs> I like ahead, watching Bob. Shaw play like games he hasn't played before, like like uh, Fortnite the night it came out. And Jaw just talks to himself the whole time. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> um. I uh, what was I gonna say here? Yeah, I think um, we well, we definitely we do our weekly comp stream. We've done it like two weeks in a row. I think this week might be a little bit different. It might be Wednesday instead of Thursday, depending on you know what's going on fragging out. So we'll keep everybody up to date. But uh, yeah, we if you missed last week's comp stream, that shit was a blast. It was a bar. It, really it was, was awesome, Jesus. dude. It was <laughs> yeah. high powered the entire time. Oh yeah, we uh, yeah. we got some clips from it, so yeah, it was um, it was a it was a lot of fun. So I definitely you know just and check out the. Uh, oh, go ahead. We brought in a dude to play DPS in our six deck <laughs> who had never played comp. Yeah, it's interesting. It is. It was, and it we was won. A lot of fun. Yeah, I posted the clip. Uh, probably our best clip from that night on. On both Facebook and Got on Twitter, you, so I would definitely check that out. It was fucking hilarious. Uh, but yeah, we do uh, do those streams. Uh, we try to do with the official day is Thursday, but like I said, it might be a little different this week. Um, like I mentioned earlier, we'd love to have you on our Discord. So discordme buttons. Love to have you there, guys. And uh, you know, we encourage you guys to reach out with you know comments and questions. So you can reach us at wpr at mashlesbuttons.com. You can hit us up on Discord. You can hit us up on Twitter. You know, wherever you can find us, you know, you shoot us a message there. Um, and if you enjoy the show, the best way to help uh, with the show, you know, is to share the show with others and to rate and review uh, the show on your favorite podcast platform of choice. And if you want to take your support a bit further, you can become a patron, which is patreon.com slash watchpoint radio. You know, we really appreciate the support there and we're hoping to show the fruits of the labor uh, very soon. We also have a Teespring store, which is teespring.com slash store slash mash those buttons if you want to get some mash those buttons merch. And, uh, you know, we also have uh, Twitch, you know, we're a Twitch affiliate, so you can subscribe there if you want to help, you know, bolster our Twitch presence. Uh, we really do appreciate that. Bob with the product placement, you too can be like Bob and get a Watchpoint Radio mug. Um, and uh, we encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear about our other shows. So that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks a lot. And we will catch you guys next week. As a former Masters player. <laughs> As a future Grandmasters player. <laughs> <laughs>
Just search for the show on a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and hit subscribe. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform of choice, just go right to the mashosbuttons.com website, grab the RSS feed, and put it into your podcatcher of choice. If you want to check out some other podcasts you may enjoy, you should check out mashosbuttons.com slash shows. For World of Warcraft fans, we have two podcasts, WoW Talk, which is our news and community podcast, and The Torn and the Goblin, which is our lore and story podcast. If you enjoy Overwatch, make sure to check out Watchpoint Radio to keep up with the latest on Overwatch and its community. If you enjoy fighting games, make sure you check out Double Tap for the latest in the FGC. If you're a fan of The Division or looking forward to The Division 2, make sure you check out Sit Rep Radio. If you want to keep up with the latest that mash those buttons, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mtbsite, facebook.com slash mashthosebuttons, and youtube.com slash mashthosebuttons. We'd also like to have you join our Discord community. So just go to discord.me slash mash those buttons and join us for a chat. Once again, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.